I think that this is time is sort of catalyzing all products and industries like five to 10 years forward. And um, from the perspective of social, if the last decade was about sharing and because of that, there was something very sort of aspirational about it and, you know, going back to getting as many followers as possible, et cetera. Now we're seeing that we're, we're finally moving towards this new reality of it being less about sharing and more about participation. Welcome back. I'm your host, Anu Dugal, and this is The 2%, a podcast highlighting women who are breaking barriers and building the businesses of the future. In today's episode, I'm excited to sit down with the founder and CEO of one of the most successful social networking apps globally, Seema Sistani of House Party. In 2020, House Party saw incredible growth, adding 50 million new users in the course of a 30-day period. As the female leader of one of the largest social video platforms globally, Seema has a unique perspective on building a product and platform, putting the safety of her user first. In today's episode, Seema and I will discuss her experience managing exponential growth during coronavirus demand, her views on building social networks of the future, and how House Party aims to bring humanity back into connection. There has never been a more relevant time for video conferencing, so let's get started. So welcome, Seema. So excited to have you on here today. Um, Where are we finding you? Well, um, like most people, I'm just trying to find a quiet place to work, (laughs) um, particularly now to be able to record this without you hearing my uh, kids in the background. But um, I'm home. I'm home. That's where I'm at. And you're based Mm -hmm. in? In Menlo Park. Okay. In California. Got it. Got it. I'm assuming you've been there, you know, since March. (laughs) We've been here since March. We haven't um, gone anywhere. And, um, you know, some some level of cabin fever as we can't uh, really access much beyond our neighborhood. These days I get super dressed up to go (laughs) to Trader Joe's. (laughs) (laughs) Any occasion, right? any occasion yeah. i'm like i'm going to change into you know jeans instead of leggings it's amazing <laughs> amazing amazing i love it um i actually actually um this weekend finally made the hard choice to take all the clothes that are usually hanging in uh-huh. my closet and put them in the drawers and take all the drawer <laughs> clothes which is you know the yes. sweats everything and they're now hanging in the closet because it's like all right i've just yes. accepted it this is yes. my new this life. is a new norm <laughs> um i i, I yeah. feel you i totally feel you um well we're like i said so thrilled to have you on here um and i think we can start maybe by um would love to have you share kind of your explanation of what is house party? So, you know, you guys obviously have blown up in, um, in the past five months, the app has risen to number one social, um, app in, in 82 countries, um, in the app store. Um, and I think, you know, we, we definitely consider it to be more than just a video app, um, as I'm sure many of our users do, but would love to hear from you. Um, you know, how do you describe it? That's yes, that's exactly it. I think that, um, it's, it's most easily um, 
described as group video chat, but we consider House Party to be a face-to-face social network. Um, and um, the key to that is, is that you decide who your friend group is in advance. Uh, and then because of that, when you open the app, it's just a, instantly you can be with the people that you care about. We're, we're marrying, um, you know, video chat with a social graph. And, um, you know, part of the magic is also that when you're there, you can, you know, have different kinds of experiences with your friends. Mm-hmm. You can play games. We just recently announced Uno. Oh, nice. There's, um, yeah, so there's like various content and um, different um, activities to basically like facilitate the conversation. But, um, you know, oh, ultimately we're trying to bring down the barriers of of being together mm-hmm. and um, we felt like the a notification based video chat experience is like the way to do yeah. that yeah no definitely um in terms of kind of building house party i know that you've had some pretty mm-hmm. robust um prior experience at companies like tumblr and yahoo um, what, you know, what, what is the skill set, or, or what are some of the learnings that, that you would say you can attribute to, um, uh, to kind of the idea and the development behind house party? Yeah, I learned a lot about creating platforms that connect people globally, um, at, at both of those places that you mentioned. And, um, and and most importantly about creating good social norms yeah. for positive interactions. I mean, I think Tumblr did this really, really well. Um, there were a lot of features that maybe would go unnoticeable to the regular user, but really cultivated a more positive community. For instance, on Tumblr, you couldn't see follow yeah. account. Um, or if you wanted to comment on a post, you'd have to reblog it. So you were less likely um, to troll someone because you're effectively putting that back onto your own real yeah, estate. Yeah. Um, or if you wanted to DM somebody, you'd have to pick stationary first. It was all of these like little things in design, um, by design in the product that, um, helped create that, um, community. And so, you know, a lot of that really inspired, the way that we started thinking about house party mm-hmm. and just in general, um, I, I, I really wanted to think about building an online community that would be, uh, something I could be proud sure. of, something that I would want my, my kids to use. And then even, you know, before that time at Tumblr and Yahoo, uh, I, I was in media and also that part of my experience inspired me around our shared experiences, you know, the ability right now to, um, you know, game with your friends when you're on house party, um, watch content with your, with your friends when you're on house party. So it's, um, a lot of different pieces that in Mm -hmm. hindsight, I can say were the building blocks to, to where I am now, but like, as I was in, it was definitely not as thoughtful (laughs) if I'm being honest. (laughs) Well, it all led to, you know, what you've built today. And I think those pieces all add up over time and it's incredible kind of when you can look back and, and, you know, identify, um, how important that was, um, to, to where you are today. So that's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of, you know, the, the kind of story behind house party um what what was the inspiration so essentially you know when you look at yeah. social platforms today mm-hmm. there are different problems they're looking to solve um what was what was the specific problem that you were really focused on at house party 
Uh, you know, where our mission was to bring empathy to online communication and um, social networks started with the promise of connecting you to the people you care about most. And they've really shifted from that time to be more around social media. Mm -hmm. And um, that has become more of um, more aspirational and less about the authentic connections yeah. that yeah. we have. And, um, and on top of that, we've really moved away from from being sort of live with each other, if you will. It's like so much easier to just DM somebody, yeah. um, to send a text message, to like a post. But those types of activities just don't fill you up in the same way. Um, that just having a real conversation with yeah. someone w does. And so, you know, that was the the fire starter, the inspiration for, for house party. We wanted to take down those hurdles of, of being together. And like, I, 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 my brother, he's 10 years younger than me. And if I call mm. him, he will, if, if, he pick up, <laughs> if he picks up the phone, which is by itself unlikely, but if he picks up the phone, he says, you know, what's wrong? What's up? And, and, you know, that's yeah. the thing is like, calling has become so loaded yeah. like you're interrupting somebody's day there's like agenda built into yeah. it and house party is more ambient yeah. with the notifications and this is you know going back to how i described it and why the that notification based um network was so important is if my brother gets a notification from me that says sema's in the house he's way more likely to pick up because yeah. he if he has even like just like 10 minutes between his rounds or he's on a walk, he'll just pick up and say, Hey, what's up? And maybe, maybe my mom sees that the two of us are yeah. at the house and then she hops in. and it's that spontaneous togetherness. Um, the way that like, I, I was, you know, like to think about it is AOL, AOL like yeah. aim back yeah. in the day where you could have status, right? You would, you would have a green bubble and people knew, Oh, it's okay to yeah. just like, uh, shoot the shit with you. And, and that's what house party is doing is saying like, it's cool to just like hop yeah. on and say, Hey, and maybe if we have extended amount of time and we want to hang out, we'll like also play a little round of trivia yeah. or something like that. So, so the, that was really like the, the inspiration mm -hmm. is we, we thought the best way to connect would be over lightweight video interactions. Yeah. And I think something that you said um, really strikes a chord, right? I mean, the idea of calling someone is now just not, particularly for the younger demographic, is just not relevant. And so I think creating a platform that breaks down those barriers um, in a sense and um, kind of opens you up to more spontaneous connections um, is not easy to build. And so I think that's, you know, very much to your point, it's, it's sorely needed um, in in today's day and age. Yes, and especially now, I mean, I think we were, uh, House Party has been around for four years now, and we were um, ahead of our yeah. time in a lot of ways. And, you know, even more so people now uh, looking, looking for ways to more organically be together the way that we could when we when you just like walk by somebody in an office, for sure. instance, or um, happen upon somebody um, in a casual setting, and you can strike up a conversation, it's it's hard to do that now when everything has to have like some sort of intent yes. behind yes, it. Absolutely, absolutely. So I know that um, you know, kind of going back to the origins of of House Party, um, you know, there was a lot of market research, um, you know, to to kind of bring you to. 
um, to to the conclusion of you know the, the customer need. And part of that was linked to um, doing research on college campuses and um, mm -hmm. talking to students and getting a sense of you know what um, what they were looking for. What would you say kind of one or two top takeaways were uh, from that market research? Um, you know, it was really interesting. We, we wanted to be thoughtful in introducing something as complicated as live video. And, um, so the visits we had taught us a lot sort of tactically, but also, um, you know, around features, uh, for instance, like we learned, we really needed, uh, to be people what needed to be able to lock yeah. the room or it helped us in understanding how to calibrate our playbook around user reports. Um, but it also was sort of galvanized us around this mission that we had to bring empathy back to online communication. I remember this one interaction with a young woman I had when I was at um, Vanderbilt's campus and I had gone there to, to, you know, talk to users and she was showing us her various, you know, s social profiles. And while she was doing that, she accidentally liked an Instagram post from her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> And the level of panic that ensued was unlike anything I'd ever seen before in my life. And she immediately opened up house party, her friends popped in and there was this like <laughs> session real quick on what should yeah. she do? Should she unlike it? Is that more yeah. weird? Should she, you know, you, anyways. So I, I just kind of, it was this really crazy juxtaposition in that moment of, why the the status quo was broken and w why what we were building was um you know powerful and i i really think that these visits were were critical to to us getting the product right and really understanding as a team why we were building this and i think as a founder you have to be the one to hear that feedback directly from users and i mean at the time i was like I think I was like six months pregnant on that campus. And I, you know, if I could do it pregnant, anybody can. <laughs> but it, it, it was, it was really a terrific experience. So we continued it for a while, even beyond the market research stage as, as more of a, you know, as a marketing tool, but that, that really helped. Inform yeah, no, us. absolutely. You, you bring up, um, you know, empathy as, um, as I think one of the core values of, of house party, how would you say from a product perspective, um, that's been incorporated in the user's experience? Because I know, you know, other social platforms definitely don't use that, um, as, as kind of a qualifier. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, I think that, to take a step back, if like we think about the last decade, we've really seen the rise of social networks built to use algorithms mm -hmm. to maximize user engagement and not to mention surveillance of user data and activity to maximize the revenue that um, from targeted yep. advertising. And, 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 and this just leads to social networks becoming, um, you know, increasingly toxic, mm -hmm. political, polarizing, controversial, like, cause that's, that's what those algorithms reward. Um, and, you know, we're, we're really trying to create positive social communication experience based on the small groups mm -hmm. of friends. So returning to a medium that promotes playfulness and, and like very literally, um, we have spaces where you can 
play with your friends. Um, and we're hoping that that helps you stay better connected mm -hmm. with your mm -hmm. friends. It's so, so, so I think that's where the empathy yeah. comes in. It's just a totally different value proposition to a network for a network. Yes, sake. absolutely. And the end goal, um, you know, the end goal is not uh, number of likes or, you know, how engaged um, you are on a daily basis. It's genuine connections. Um, so I think mm -hmm. that that's, uh, that's really interesting. And I'm, I know that users really value that. Um, so in terms of, um, you know, what, that's actually an, an inter interesting point, though, about users valuing that. I think that that's one been one of our biggest struggles, actually, is to is to is to help change the norms around oh, that. Because as, as a, as a society, we like, we continue, you know, to to emphasize um, the the aspirational nature of these of of these experiences, right? So, how many followers yep. do you have? How many likes do you have? And w one of the challenges with House Party when we first started was people would come on and they would just friend yeah. everybody, yeah. and we were like, well, well, wait, no, there's actually a point of diminishing returns as you don't yes. want to be having video chats with literally everybody you know. There are only a certain yeah. group of people that you, you want to have that comfort level with that you want to notify whenever you open the app. And and that was that creating that norm has has been one of our biggest challenges. Would you say that there's a difference in um in demographic kind of behavior? So is it easier with, you know, say the 40 plus audience versus, you know, the 18 to 25 year olds, or has it been across the board that we've all kind of shifted into this um, norm of being motivated by, you know, likes essentially? I think the younger demographic is definitely more challenging. I mean, that sort of um, generation that's growing up with smartphones who have Instagram before they even go to high school, like that's, that's certainly more challenging, but we're all yeah. guilty. We're all guilty of 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 that, myself yeah. included. You know, so yeah, no, that makes sense. So, in one of our prior conversations, um, you touched on the loneliness epidemic, and you know, I I know that social networks are are definitely um, you know part of the the reason that that this has um, transpired. Um, would love to just hear your thoughts on on that. Yeah, I mean, this is this one is is in, in, incredibly sad because given you know covid and everything that's happening right now is that you know people are lonelier than ever before and this this was already a problem and you, where you have studies indicating 50% of americans feeling alone or left out and covid has amplified it it's a public health yeah. issue for our loneliness in, in terms of and and not just from a mental health standpoint, physically too, yeah. it's on par with obesity and substance abuse. Research, there's research out there that says it's like increases a, your mortality risk and it has the same impact on mortality as, wow. as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. And so, yeah, I mean, going back to the highlight reel, the feeling of being left out, it increases the more time we spend alone in yep. a room scrolling social media that makes us think everybody's living their best life except yeah. for me. Um, and that's incredibly true for like the most vulnerable, um, which are, you know, uh, the younger generation. And so like here on my phone, I have a sticker. It says <laughs> it's, it's like the tobacco sticker, social media seriously harms your mental health. Love it. And, Love it. and, 
and like that's that's what I that's what I think yeah. about um, when I look at my kids and how, as we build this platform is I want them to really um, have options mm-hmm. out there that that can supplement the way you know sort of the internet is yeah. going. Yeah, um, it's not it's it's, an, it's not even just a it's, it's not even just social. It's just you know, it's part of the way we're all on devices yeah. now. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a particularly, um, overwhelming, uh, to think about when we've all been stuck in our homes since yes. March. Yes. That just adds another complex layer to, to all of this. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I think going back to, to what you said, um, on house party, I believe that users are on average connected to about 23 friends. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I know that looking at social media today, safety and privacy is definitely, um, I think, a topic that is getting more and more um, kind of front and center. You know, I'm, I'm sure you saw the, the hearings last week. Um, as mm-hmm. big tech companies are, are kind of grappling with this. And, and I know that that's something you're very passionate about and it's also impacted, you know, your product roadmap. Um, so, so how have you guys, you know, been thoughtful around safety and privacy at House Party? Um, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, the typical House Party user is connected um, to their closest friends and family. So by design, um, it's not a follower graph and the product is there for you to connect with people, you know, and already have a relationship with create, you know, this has the benefit of creating a, just a, a higher level yeah. of trust. Um, that, that being said, I think, you know, they're, they're st- definitely still bad actors and it's a responsibility we take seriously. And our team is completely dedicated to the safety of our millions of users. Um, we don't tolerate any forms of discrimination, harassment, um, you know, or, illegal behavior on our community. We've built tools and developed policies to protect our users and their experience. Um, you know, as a mother, I, I always keep my own children in mind. And as a daughter, I think about my mom using the app and making sure it's, it's, it's really, um, easy for her to understand and, and safe to use. And, and as you think about kind of the decisions that you, um, were taking from a product and, and growth perspective, um, you know, I think sometimes you you kind of take calls that mean that growth is not going to necessarily look like what it could. Um, so, do you have any examples, maybe even during the pandemic, of of things that you had to put into place um, that may not that may have just essentially kind of stunted the the potential growth path, but put your user safety first. Uh, definitely, we've made those trade-offs quite a bit, um, and I would say um, I'll come I'll come back to to what we've done more, most recently. But to from a from kind of the get-go, you know, the trust and safety was at the forefront, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I we've seen in some new products that are that are launching. Um, where people have yep. done that. And because, and because of that, um, the community starts in a 
toxic place. And it's, it's hard to backtrack from that. And that goes back to us going to the campuses and understanding, you know, how, how to calibrate our playbook around reporting, um, you know, things like we had from, from the very beginning where, you know, typical Sili Silicon Valley companies are being pushed to, um, you know, kind of that growth yep. mentality at all yep. cost and, um, those were the types of features that we were putting first and, you know, and, and in some cases getting um, heat for, you know, why aren't we growth hacking or why aren't we doing X, Y, or Z? And it's like, well, you know, ultimately this, this is in order to build this in a sustainable way, in a safe way, there are certain steps that we need to take and certain direct things that we're just like not going to yeah. do. Um, and, um, you know, that is, that's been a part of our ethos. And so that continued um, in the last, you know, three months where we had incredible scale over, um, you know, a, a lot more new users who we had to, we had to stop um, our feature roadmap to make sure we scaled our user support yeah. and that we introduced new you know, machine learning capabilities around moderation yep. because it, got, it it was untenable to do it by, um, you know, every, everything by human touch, which is what we were used to. And, and that came ahead of, um, you know, for instance, launching Uno, which we were just able yeah. to do. Yeah. And, you know, those are, I think, the hard decisions. Um, but I believe that over the long term, they have um, a better return on investment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, hundred percent. Um, I agree. Um, so, you know, kind of going back to, to the last few months, um, it's been reported that over a 30 day period between March and April house party added 50 million new users, um, which is insane. Um, a growth rate of more than 70 times the usual. Um, how, mm -hmm. How would you say that this lockdown um, globally has changed the app, um, you know, from kind of more of a social um, experience into a lifeline um, that's vital for for many people around the world? Um, you know, we can't travel, we can't socialize. Um, how has that impacted who your user base is? Um, you know, we... I mentioned, I think that in some ways we were a little bit before our time. I, we built House Party to be the most human way to be mm -hmm. together when you're physically apart. And we've just never been more physically apart than we are now. And so, um, you know, that sentiment of being a lifeline is actually quite, quite real. We heard from so many um, users and families who were using mm -hmm. House Party to stay connected and um, in, in some cases with relatives who were at the hospital who they couldn't be with, um, in other cases to celebrate um, a new yeah. baby or um, a birthday, weddings. Wow. <laughs> you know, so, so I think that it was an even more kind of extreme uh, version of, of changing people's habits to where we've been trying to handhold into like, Hey, this, this like synchronous live video chat feels good. It's good for yeah. you. Like All of a sudden the, the market shifted to that, 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 that became a, a necessity, not a nice yeah. to have. Um, and 
man, did our team show up. Like not only were we experiencing this crazy growth, but like everybody on our team had all the same struggles. Like we were trying to figure out how to work from home. We were trying to figure out how to support our families, how to support our communities. And then suddenly we're like, you know, oh my gosh, holy cow, people are depending on us. And this is felt like a really huge responsibility that we didn't want to, um, you know, let down our community. And so um, the team really just showed up in some like amazing, amazing ways to, to, to do that. And um, there was, it was maybe one of the hardest leadership challenges I've ever faced because at the same time, I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to do this, but also, oh my gosh, I need to take care of everybody. And like, we're, (laughs) we're sending food to, to, to our backend developers. We're sending, um, you know, care packs to our user support team. We're asking people to take you know, every other Friday, um, off because nobody was taking time off and, and then, you know, just, um, figuring out how to, um, you know, continue the work without burning out ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I can only imagine it must've been, um, you know, fulfilling obviously, but incredibly challenging. Um, so, you know, I think one of the things you mentioned earlier, Uno, um, games have actually sounds like become a big part of the way people use house party. Um, but I think, you know, you guys have done a lot of really innovative stuff. So whether it's, you know, celeb appearances, um, cooking shows, et cetera. Um, how, how have you kind of thought about developing content, developing experiences based on consumer insights? Has it been driven by what your consumers have asked for or, um, how have you thought about that? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, honestly, it's it's interesting to see all the various posts that um, that our users would you would actually take from house party, and they take screenshots and they post it on social. So then we would see, like, oh, this is what they're oh, using house yeah. party for to to cook together, to exercise together, yeah. to um, you know. Um, uh, play games with each other, and and so we're we were seeing the use cases being, um, you know, kind of hacked together, mm-hmm. if you will. And so it was pretty easy from there to to then start to, to consider which of these would make sense to bring native into the app. Um, so, you know, cooking was one you mentioned like that. That was um, one where it, there were there were so many of these various like um, cooking challenges on house party and it you know it was really fun to then have um, you know Ho- Jose yeah. Andreas host a cooking night with his family and so um, the difference is is you're not just coming to watch um, Jose Andreas te- you know teach you how to make his pasta um, and versus I'm going to show up with my mother mm-hmm. and you know my my brother or, or my friends and we're going to watch Jose and his family and we're all going to do this yeah. together. So it was a, it, it's more of this like like lean forward experience and and the, and the same was true for you know exercise. Oh okay, we see people, you know, dancing having dance nights yeah. together on house party. Okay, well we're going to we're going to host live DJs and we you know had um uh uh, some live DJ performances yeah. so that people could just come in with their friends and, uh, and do that. And, and so, yeah, I mean, definitely what we see the users doing as an inspiration for what we continue to 
um, you know, build and launch in the app. No, that's great. Um, any, any fun or interesting stories, um, that have come out of the last few months, um, that, that come to mind? (laughs) I mean, nothing specifically. I just think this has been, um, um, a really, um, crazy journey with like all of us working from, from home. And the funny thing is, is building house party. We had, we were, I think we were ahead of the curve in terms of our ability to sort of work with each other over video Mm -hmm. chat. And, and, and we've um, been, you know, just doing that even more so. And so, and, and trying to schedule it into our day. So it's, it's been fun to have, um, you know, from a team perspective, we have like furry friend play dates and, you know, we have somebody who knows how to brew beer. And so she, she hops on and then we're all learning how to brew beer together. And it's so it's more in the, because um, the day can get very tactical now where you're only really engaging with, um, you know, your team on like things that need to be like execution oriented. And so we've had to really kind of bake in the levity and, and that time. And, and it's been some of the some of the best times actually uh we did a wine tasting recently that was uh, really really fun but then um and then from like a house party perspective it's just been so beautiful to see the different ways people have been using the app i mean one of my favorites was somebody proposed on house party using our quick draw oh, game um, wow. and they basically like drew a ring and then oh, said God. like will you marry me and they they were in the game with like some of their other friends who I guess took yeah. screenshots and had posted it on social media. And so, you know, um, that was, that was awesome. We, there was also, you know, um, a group of people who came and did the, like a, a, a gorgeous rendition of we are the oh. world on the app. And there's just like all of these, it's like the creativity yeah. and the, and the humanity and how people are uh, engaging. It's just, there's, there's, that's, been some of the, the most like kind of heartwarming yeah. um, parts. Actually, I had a I had a a, a woman who um, uh, DM'd me on uh, TikTok the other day to say that um, she had uh, celebrated her her birthday. I'm actually pulling it up while we uh, while we talk. She had celebrated her birthday and her four best friends all had birthdays april she said april 14th april 25th may 6th may 24th and they all she and she was expressing how because of house party they were always able to come back and be together and it's it's those kind of Uh, things that just are so memorable so so heartwarming um so you know i think in your position um leading obviously you know one of the most um popular social platforms, I think you have a, a vantage point that's really interesting around how this pandemic is going to impact our behavior as consumers, um, as well as just the, the landscape um, for communication and connection virtually. Um, so, you know, we'd, we'd love to just hear your thoughts, you know, what's, what's next? I think that this is time is sort of catalyzing all um, products and industries like five to 10 years forward. And um, from the perspective of social, if the last decade was about sharing and because of that, there was something very 
sort of aspirational about it and, you know, going back to getting as many followers as possible, et cetera. Now we're seeing that we're, we're finally moving towards this new, uh, um, for like this new reality of it being less about sharing and more about participation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's, that's definitely true for house party, but you're even seeing it with, for instance, TikTok, um, much, much more, uh, participatory, um, empathy, less about, uh, followers with the way that they distribute content and more, um, more yeah. joyful, I yeah. think. And I think that's a really, it's a good thing. Um, as we, keep the focus on togetherness. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that state of social one that's like really about making us feel good. Um, and, 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 and separately, I think as it has to do with some of the incumbents and the, you know, the field that's the, is at, at, at some stage is like experiencing a reckoning yeah. right now. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that that's, that's also catalyzing, um, you know, change, um, in, in how they think about their, their networks and, um, and the, the, you know, the conversation layer that exists across the internet and how we can make that smarter, yeah. better, um, less toxic, less polarizing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's time. Um, it's definitely time now um, for that. So I 100% agree. Um, so we are going to now move into our lightning round. Um, and <laughs> so, uh, so just a couple questions and uh, would love to hear kind of one or two word answers, whatever comes to mind. Um, okay. So here we go. Uh, first one, as an entrepreneur, um, what's another space that you're excited about right now or would consider building a business in if you weren't um, leading house party? Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I love wellness, longevity, yep. cannabis, yep. <laughs> all those areas I, I think are interesting. Who is the celebrity existing or aspirational that you are most excited to call a house party user? Well, we don't actually know, right? We don't we don't have that information, but what I can say is what has been shared publicly. Yep. Um, and so and there have been lots of reports um, from the Duchess of Cornwall, et cetera, <laughs> that the, the royal family, the royal family wow. uses house party, which is which is pretty fun to hear. And um, obviously we had uh, you know, a lot of folks who have been on house party like Katy Perry, Alicia Keys, John Legend, um, who who have all participated in various um, initiatives on a house party, which is fun. Awesome. Um, so this is more esoteric. What person, dead or alive, would you most want to have dinner with, and why? Oh uh, well, <sighs> the first two people that came to mind were Dolly Parton and Beyonce. <laughs> I love it. So. <laughs> Glad that they're both very much alive. <laughs> and so that's still a possibility. And I really, if I can, I just, I want the three of us. Amazing. <laughs> both musicians. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't, I mean, they're both musicians, but they're both businesswomen. Yep. And they're both like, I don't know, to me, like feminist yeah. icons in their own right. And, um, and yeah, yeah, I don't know, the... That that's that's where my head went instantly. Um, 
And last one, um, you know, we all know it's super stressful to be an entrepreneur. Um, what is your guilty pleasure? So how do you relax? Besides house parties. <laughs> Reality TV. <laughs> I I have a really bad habit of watching terrible TV. Um, I think that it's partly because um, I I work while while I'm on watching TV, so I need something super yep. like mindless. And um, yeah, I I have continue to watch the challenge on MTV <laughs> in addition to like real winners like The Bachelor. Fantastic. So it's, uh, it is my guilty pleasure. And now it's out there for the world. I love it. I love it. Um, so I think we're gonna, we're gonna end with any, anything that you want to share, um, any announcements, anything you want our users to know about house party. Um, well, I mean, honestly, I'm going to take this moment because there are just so many other important things going on in the world right now. And, I, I'm reminded of this constantly when I talk to my brother, yeah. who is a doctor on the front lines um, in Memphis. And I know we're doing great work at House Party. It's incredibly important to me, but I also know we're not curing cancer. And so if I would plug anything, I would say, let's all take a moment to think about how we can help others, yeah. starting with wearing a mask, yes. Um, yes. supporting the fight for justice for Brianna Taylor, go to justiceforbrianna.org. Um, and um, most recently donate to the recovery of yes. Beirut through Lebanese Red Cross. Yes. I love that. Thank you. Um, so last question for you before we sign off, where can our listeners find you, um, online? <laughs> well, I am on all those social platforms we yep. discussed. Um, and it's probably, but if you want, if you want some laughs yeah. and, and to get a sense for who I am, I think probably my account on TikTok. I'm at Party Sema, but um, I'm, I'm at pretty, Party Sema on TikTok I, I and Instagram. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think that that's just like who you are. Again, a little who yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Um, amazing. Well, thank you so much, Seema. It's such a pleasure to hear from you. Um, really appreciate. It. I want to take a minute and thank you. <laughs> also because you are doing really important work and as we talk about the culture in silicon valley and and um in you know in investing in new points of view and investing in um you know um di diversity but di diverse products and approaching things differently you're a big part of oh, that and you. so um i'm so honored to be here and um to know you and the great work oh, that you're doing thank you so much Sima. my pleasure and um super excited to have this go live in the fall Stay in touch with us on Instagram at Female Founders Fund and on Twitter at FQVC. And for those of you building the next billion dollar businesses, we'd love to hear from you. Send all pitch decks to pitches at femalefoundersfund.com and we'll be in touch. And finally, if you're interested in working at one of our 45 plus female founded startups, explore our job opportunities at jobs.femalefoundersfund.com. Make sure to subscribe to The 2% on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening. And stay tuned for our next episode with powerful women founding and funding the future. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out too. Until next time, I'm Anu Dougal, and this has been The 2%.